beautiful souls. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whatever time you're listening. Today is Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019, and you're listening to Angel Navigation on International Angel Network. Now, I'm a mystic intuitive and your host, Diane Morgan. Uh, in my previous life, I worked for over 30 years in corporate America, and then once I retired, I became aware of my spiritual path. I'm certified in many metaphysical modalities, as well as being a spiritual teacher, mentor, and coach, and also a non-denominational minister and a published author. You can find my books on Amazon. And I'm really excited that you're here with us tonight, and I invite you to join me as we open the show with a prayer. Dear God, Source, Creator, we come to you in gratitude as we invite your love, your joy, your compassion, your light, and peace within and all around us. Help us to expand your love and light with grace. We welcome and accept the support of your angels that guide our spirit with love. May we all find clarity, abundance, and harmony. May the Christ light shine upon the world. May we find unity in this moment and in all moments ahead. Amen. Well, we'd like to thank you for joining us on International Angels Network. Now, we're the network that explores spirituality, metaphysical, and mystical topics. We bring you shows on many things, uh, our divine creator, angels, ascension, energy healing, spirit guides, twin flames, soulmates, signs from spirit, communicating with spirit. And we love to create awareness. So we explore light language, dragons, crystals, fairies, and starseeds, and much, much more believing everything is connected, and sharing with you, our listeners, the oneness of all things. We also love introducing spiritual entrepreneurs and authors. And tonight's show is sponsored by Unite in the Light with Susie Parrott and myself. We offer pre-recorded classes mentoring others with their spiritual growth, and you can find us at uniteinthelight.com. This is a live call-in show, and the last half of the show will be taking your calls at 516-453-9162 for intuitive guidance and mini readings and questions on topic with my special guest. Be sure and press 1 one time to get in the queue with your questions. Reminder uh, that our live shows are brought to you by Audible by Amazon. And you can get a free audio book with a 30-day free trial, and you can cancel it at any time and keep your free product just for trying Audible. And that's at audibletrial.com forward slash international angels. And we appreciate you supporting our online network. So let's talk about my special guest tonight. I'm thrilled to introduce you to the out-of-body expert, Marilyn Hughes. Marilyn founded the Out-of-Body Travel Foundation in 2003 with the mission to reduce spiritual and physical hunger worldwide. Marilyn has written over 130 books, magazine articles, and has 15 CDs on out-of-body travel 
and Comparative Religious Mysticism. And these books, along with uh, accompanying music and art, are all available for free download. Now, Marilyn has experienced, researched, and written and taught about out-of-body travel and mysticism, mysticism since 1987. And she's appeared on innumerable radio and television programs to discuss her thousands of out-of-body experiences. Now, Marilyn was trained as a remote viewer by Joseph McMoneagle, trained an operational remote viewer, and received advanced certification as a doctor of neuropathic medicine, master Reiki practitioner, and numerous other metaphysical and healing modalities. Marilyn is the author of the first and only English language encyclopedia of ancient sacred text, The Voice of the Prophets, Wisdom of the Ages, in 12 volumes. And she was featured in a documentary film, The Road to Armageddon, a spiritual documentary which has been viewed by well over half of a million people. Marilyn came across her vocation unexpectedly. When she was nine years old, she had her first profound vision wherein she saw the heavens open and a beautiful marble staircase surrounded by angels led to the throne of God. In this experience, ooh, I got goosebumps on that. In this experience, she was told many things, among them that he would return to her later in life and give her a mission. When she was 22 years old, she had her first out-of-body experience, completely unexpectedly, which began a process of journaling, which would unleash thousands of -of out-of-body travel and mystical experiences over the next decades, which began and led the process which which changed her life, her career, and her focus from then forward. Now, Marilyn offers spiritual counseling for those who have an interest in one-on-one guidance, as well as free books and a course of study, and you can find that at the outofbodytravel.org. You can find her on Facebook. You can find, and the best way to reach her is Marilyn Hughes, M-A-R-I-L-Y-N-N-H-U-G-H-E-S, at outofbodytravel.org. And tonight we will be discussing and being educated on bridal mysticism. And tonight I'm having a hard time with that word, uh, out-of-body travel. So let's bring Marilyn on air and find out more about her. Hi, Miss Marilyn. Hi. It's great to be with you. Thank you for having me. Oh, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you here. Um. So I'm really intrigued, and we have a limited amount of time. So let's just dive in. You know, all I can say is, is wow, girl. (laughs) Diving is good. (laughs) You know, what a journey you've had. Plus, you know, you gave me a list of all the studies, including religions, that I didn't mention when I read your bio. So why don't you tell our listeners, Let's start out with what is out-of-body travel? Well, out-of-body travel is when we, you know, 
um, literally separate, our, our spirit separates from our physical body and then is able to journey not just within this realm, but eventually into the multi, you know, infinity of the universe, which because it is, um, you know, literally an infinity of realms, uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the realities are endless as to um, where you can go and what you can see, what you can learn, and what you can obtain and contain in those adventures. So it's a process wherein, um, in a deep state of consciousness, where the spirit um, dislodges and, you know, you enter into what I call a vibrational state and then the spirit actually separates from the physical form. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people experience it in the sense, uh, in the beginning, where they might have some basic things, you know, where they see their body from above, you know, a lot of the near-death experiences, people will have mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but what people don't often realize, I certainly didn't realize this when my journey began, was that that's just the beginning. Um, what it is, is it's, you know, you're opening the doorway into um, truly the the gateway to knowledge, the key to life. Mm-hmm. Um the key to the heart of God, um, and um, and so what we experience here in the overlapping spiritual realm is just the beginning. And there's um, multitudes of ex- of experiences that occur in the out of body travel state. You know, including you know inter realm travel, past life travel, going into past lives. Um, going into initiations, into the mysteries, um, meeting with, um, you know, great saints, uh, prophets, saints, mystics, and sages from the Mm -hmm. past, present, and the future, Um, uh, being given the opportunity to learn the energetic truth, the knowledge of the universe, which you know has mm-hmm. to do with the you know the the essence of good and evil and and you know right. in this in this journey we're embarking upon this path of purification which um requires us then you know to go through this intrinsic you know self scrutiny where we mm-hmm. we begin to recognize elements within ourselves which are no longer compatible to a journey which whose ultimate goal is to seek an all-holy God. And so we're like letting things go that are holding us back from reaching that great height. And so there is so much to be experienced through out-of-body travel. Um, but that's the beginning, I guess I could say. You know? <laughs> and this, this journey uh, for our listeners, my perception of, of what you were just saying, this journey, this has since been called the ascension process, that you're raising your vibration um, yes, many to people reach call the ever-knowing God. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted and to clarify fact, that. We talk about, I talk about that in, in um, one of my first books called The Mysteries of the Redemption, and it is part of the purification pathway the ascension is an actual part of the initiations into the mysteries and the rites of the passage. And so um, 
the thing the thing about the ascension process though is again this is one small minute part part right, of right. the process there's a, beyond that there are processes and um places and experiences that go far beyond it um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i think this I is know. what the infinity of existence i think is what people are not prepared for all the time, do not expect, right. you know, because we're used to right. living in this one realm, you mm-hmm. know. And, I know when you know, I our, started, um, I was going to say, I know this was an out-of-body experience when I started working with the angels and I was doing a meditation and I said, okay, show me what you want me to see. And it was like immediately I knew I was out of my body and I was zooming through the universe I was passing Mm -hmm. all the planets and seeing the stars, and I was like, you know, this is cool, and I'm just, you know, just kind of there. And then all of a sudden, zoom me back down into a cave where I was shown a pool of goldfish, just full of goldfish, just swimming and swimming and swimming. And for me, that was a very beautiful, mystical moment showing me the connection of all things. Oh, yes. And one of the things you definitely experience, like as you talked about when you're, when you're shooting through space and you're seeing mm. the stars and the galaxies, there's an, an enlivening that occurs where yeah. everything is heightened. And so yes. you're seeing it in a way that you've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're, you're, you're enlivened. Um, right. And it is just, it, you're truly, literally, as you're experiencing that, there is an awe that enters into your soul. The awe that comes from recognizing it, as you said, the connection of all things. It's because because all of it comes alive. Right. And when it comes right. alive, that's when we recognize that it's all connected and when we see it come alive, it's we come alive as we recognize that. Yeah, I was so joyful um, even mm-hmm. when I came back into my mo- into my body, but I was just so joyful that it totally changed my whole thought process. It was right. Like, wow. Yes. Wow. There is so much more. And since I was a child, I would stand outside and look up at the sky and say, "I wonder how many of me are looking down at me." And it was so yeah. I always said, this must be a knowing that I had coming in that I, you know, just didn't know where to take it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's an amazing experience. And I think a lot of people, perhaps when you say out of body, that's why I wanted you to explain the many facets of it because they think, oh, my gosh, you're leaving your body. Well, in my perception, we leave our body every night when we go to sleep. You know, we... Our body right. goes to sleep, but our soul travels and works in the other realms, and even in this realm. So right. fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Some people remember it, and some people do not. Mm-hmm. And what you know, part of the process of this is becoming more conscious of what is already occurring. And as mm-hmm. we become more conscious, we create the opportunity for more advancement in the spiritual by doing so, becoming more conscious. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, even as, you know, other people who may be completely unaware of it, this stuff is happening, 
but there right. is um, there is a, a dampening to the process, expanding and growing and moving forward at a higher acceleration until that process becomes somewhat conscious. And mm-hmm. so there is a purpose to bringing consciousness to it. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just live it. I mean, once it once right. it becomes yeah, it conscious, becomes part it's of you. just your every day. It's part of you. This is just who you are, and and it's amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm gonna flip over on you, and I'm gonna ask you. Tell us what exactly is bridal mysticism, and what compelled you to write about it. Well, bridal mysticism is, um, it started a long, long time ago. You know, we have in the ancient sacred texts from all around the world, there are accounts of bridal mystics that go back to Old Testament times. And, of course, in every culture we see this. And in the book that I wrote, it's called Bridal Mysticism, an Overview, um, you know, I have a series of books called the Overview Series, and the purpose of it is is to take these larger religious concepts and give people a chance to kind of take it from um, an overview standpoint rather than mm-hmm. kind of right. doing the whole right. the whole gamut. And so mm-hmm. that's what I did with this. A part of the reason I felt so compelled uh, to write this was, um, you know, ironically, first of all, a priest friend of mine had suggested it as being an important topic to cover. But it was also such an important part of mysticism in that what it represents to us is literally the life and summit of the spiritual life. What Mm -hmm. bridal mysticism shows us is the goal that we're all working to achieve and this is how the the true eternal union of the soul with god um and how that comes about and um you know we have a lot of uh, mystics throughout time who have tried to describe this process and what's so fascinating about it is that there's a lot of similarities between them, but there's also these, you know, very subtle differences between them. And the differences um, are just as fascinating as the similarities because each one mm-hmm. had their own unique path. Um, bridal mysticism uh, is often portrayed with a lot of, like, for instance, the Catholic mystics you'll see that they experience literally a sacramental marriage with Christ in heaven. Um, And in the Christian tradition, they will experience a sacramental marriage with the Holy Trinity. But we Mm -hmm. see the same expression in other faiths. It started in the Old Testament, um, in the Song of Songs, where it is, um, when you look at the um, commentaries that have been done on the Song of Songs, the Song of Songs is considered probably one of the first and one of the most 
ecstatic writings and works on bridal mysticism that we have, um, and it's one of the more ancient ones. And one of the interesting things about it here, let me let me, uh, if you don't mind, I'll just delve into just a a quote here from oh, the no, book, not at all. the Song of Songs. It, it gives a really good, um, allows us to dive right in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you're, what you what's being described My favorite here. term. Let's dive in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get me to the we're, meat. <laughs> we're describing here this beautiful relationship of actual, uh, what's, what's, What's different about bridal mysticism that it brings the erotic together with the spiritual because there is an erotic nature to this spiritual union. A lot of people are very uncomfortable talking about these sorts of um, concepts in spirituality, Mm -hmm. but in the out-of-body experience and mystical experience, there is an erotic element when a soul is merging and uniting with God. And it's represented here in this quote from the Song of Songs. So it says, How does your lover differ from any other, O most beautiful among women? How does your lover differ from any other that you adjure us to? My lover is radiant and ruddy. He stands out among thousands. His head is pure gold. His locks are palm fronds, black as the raven." His eyes are like doves beside running waters. His teeth would seem bathed in milk and are set like jewels. His cheeks are like beds of spice with ripening aromatic herbs. His lips are red blossoms. They drip choice myrrh. His arms are rods of gold adorned with chrysolites. His body is a work of ivory covered with sapphires. His legs are columns of marble resting on golden bases. His stature is like the trees on Lebanon, imposing as the cedars. His mouth is sweetness itself. He is all delight. Such is my lover and such my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. Where has your lover gone, O most beautiful among women? Where has your lover gone that we may seek him with you? My lover has come down to his garden, to the beds of spice, to browse in the garden and to gather lilies. My lover belongs to me and I to him. He browses among the lilies. And, you know, the Song of Songs is a very erotic book, Mm -hmm. but it's speaking of this union that people seek with God. And in the in the sequence that you see with the Catholic mystics throughout history, um, and this is the phenomenon that occurs with both females and males, but you'll see that um, they will be invited to a bridal chamber in the mystical realms, and uh, many times they will receive a, like a wedding band, a wedding ring. Oftentimes there will be some type of um, bridal ceremony um there is actually often uh, you know a series of steps that leads to this um sort of thing and then mm-hmm. you know some of the like the male saints who experienced this uh, bridal mysticism as well 
will often speak about receiving a ring from the Blessed Mother, but they are experiencing a similar union, and it's with Christ, but they'll see the Blessed Mother will bring the ring in the in the sense. Does this make sense? Yes. 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 And um, so. yeah. And so what you have in the Old Testament, you have it starting with like the Song of Songs, where you're seeing this, and it moves into like the modern Christian tradition where the saints, the mystics, are seeing and having the mystical experience of union with God. But this comes after a very lengthy experience with um, purification, with Mm -hmm. out-of-body travel, and how Mm -hmm. that comes about. And, you know, they all call it mysticism, and that's how they may experience it. Um, But what happens eventually is as they're moving through these uh, different, you know, passive purifications and transforming unions, they're moving towards this this marriage union with, with God. Right. Now, like in Hinduism, um, the the idea of bridal mysticism is a little different in that the purpose of it is to help free the soul from duality. And so the, the approach that Hinduism takes with it would be slightly different. And in Judaism, the mystical union is um, perceived much more closely with the uh, throne chariot of God, and it's likened to a consuming fire. And so there's a union with the throne chariot of God, and so you'll see that in Judaism in that way. In mm-hmm. mystery religions, you would um, see it as portrayed in what's called the alchemical marriage, um, and it's um, often perceived in in the mystery religions where there might be a union with various gods and goddesses. So it can be done in that manner but it has a similar purpose that you might see right. in Christianity. Um, right. And again, then through in your Buddhist, studies with all the religions, you've, you've once again uh, made it concrete how everything is the same, that it may be called a different name, you know, it may be a little bit different ceremony, but yet it all is the same thing. It's it's going towards the same end, very much mm-hmm. so. Yes, mm-hmm. very well mm-hmm. said. Yes, uh-huh. and you know, yeah, in, because uh, that's what I say. It's all the same. So I say, Creator, Source, God, uh, whatever your name is for the higher power. Because for me, what resonates with me is it's all one in the same. It right. doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter what you call it. Right. So, right. Yeah. Exactly. So what was and the you most... know um, one of the I'll just give you a little ahead, bit please. here. A lot of people have a little trouble understanding Jacob Bohm, but um, I wanted to just give you a little bit here from Jacob Bohm's words in speaking of how he experienced this mystical union, this bridal mysticism in his own experience. He has such a unique language. Um, 
you know, in terms of them, you know, each mystic, um, they all have a, they work within this, you know, mystical language that they speak, but they all mm-hmm. um, speak differently, too. And so Jacob Bohm has his own unique language, and I thought this was a, a really interesting way of putting it. You know, so this is how Jacob Bohm puts it. The inward world abides in the eternal speaking word. The eternal word speaks it into being through wisdom out of its own powers, colors, and virtue as a great mystery from eternity. This being is a breathing from the word in the wisdom. It has the power of generation in itself and introduces itself into forms after the manner of the generation of the eternal word, or as I might say, out of the wisdom in the word. Therefore, there is nothing nigh unto or far off from God. One world is in the other, and all are one as soul and body are in each other in time and eternity. Yes, 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 yes. Beautiful. Yes, and you know, one of the things I did here was uh, compile, um, I'm not quite sure, you know, how many, but there's probably 30 or 40 in here, the, you know, the actual words of the experiences of these different bridal mystics, as they're called, as to Mm -hmm. how they experienced this bridal mysticism, this, uh, this divine union. And it's a it's a really fascinating thing to experience from uh, from their own eyes through their own words. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's and all the same. Also, yet they describe it differently. Yes, yes, yes. And you know they wow. each have their own unique uh, way of seeing. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, another we thing all that I also yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but another thing that I wrote about in here as well was, you know, you know, Pope John Paul II had talked a great deal, and in fact, he was the, you know, the one who started the um, um, the theology of the body that's in the Catholic mm-hmm. Church, and it has to do with sacramental marriage and union, and it's interesting because. We also have, you know, one of our bridal mystics, Jacob Bohm, has this beautiful work called the Mysterium Magnum, which um, begins in the Garden of Eden. And he, you know, Jacob Bohm was this profound mystic, and, you know, he's revealing all these profound mysteries from the beginning forward. But what, what Pope John Paul II states, and why I think, it's interesting to take the theology of the body from Pope John Paul II and the words of Jacob Bohm from the Mysterium Magnum is that in the Mysterium Magnum, Jacob Bohm starts with Adam and Eve in the garden. He's talking about what things were like before the fall and what, how things changed after the fall. And Pope John Paul II is talking about the same things in the theology of the body. And bridal mysticism encapsulates both of these things because this divine union that we see as the pivotal spiritual attainment of, you know, some of the greatest mystics our world has ever known is also 
a divine model to us of the higher expression of sacramental marriage and the higher expressions of the union between a man and woman on earth because the the union of a man and woman on earth is intended to be something very holy and you know one of the things that it's that I discuss in here is the mystical process that's um very well known to mystics and obviously to bridal mystics in especially so <laughs> but it's the um process that you know bridal theology the theology of the body and of course what what Jacob Bohm brings to us in the Mysterium Magnum with the understanding of what this was what this relationship between Adam and Eve was before the fall before they fell from grace which is the ideal version of the human relationship between a man and woman and that is what bridal mysticism is modeling back to us as to how we as human beings seek to pass through the gates of the vices, so to speak, to pass mm-hmm. through the gates of, you know, the ideas of lust um, and the other things that contaminate and make mm-hmm. that Going through the rays of less... Mm-hmm. Exactly. Work, yes, and so yeah. working through God's rays. Exactly. Right, and and it is through this spiritual transformation that the soul is able to move through and around the vices like lust, but the other vices mm-hmm. which also contribute to the failure of the human relationship to achieve mm-hmm. its divine uh, importance to um, moving to this higher expression of love, which is this union with God, that is then to be modeled back to us in human relationship between man and woman, but also just in human relationship um, as a general rule between friends, you know, spiritual friendships. Right, just relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it changes the very nature, the very nature of the interaction that we um that we can make possible mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. in this realm right creating the as some mystics call or are uh spiritual people that I know call the new golden age and that's what we're creating that's what we're working for is a place of non-judgment within self of all things and finding that compassion for all life and and people have not, to me, have not re- put those two together, so to speak. That you know what you're talking about is basically the same thing that others are teaching, but there are many names for it. I think you know, that was the awareness that we wanted to create tonight. Is there are many, many names depending on who you study under or who you talk to, but see the the golden thread as I'd like to say that connects the two and you go wow wow this is really all the same this is one teaching yes you know I say all the time the mission is nothing but love guys you know you're searching and searching for your mission the mission is love to find that love to find your connection with 
God Creator Source and to find that love. So, yes. I'm gonna. Uh, we're over halfway through the hour, Marilyn. Uh, let me go ahead and give a few announcements. And okay. Um, all right. So, gosh, the time's already flown by. Um, let's see. Our lines are open, guys, at 516-453-9162. You can press 1 one time to get in the queue. You can ask Marilyn any questions on out-of-body travel, uh, advice for an experience that you've had or an intuitive guidance or angel guidance readings with me. And then let's see, tomorrow, Wednesday, October the 23rd at 6 p.m. U.K. time, 1 p.m. Eastern, is Angelic Light with host Susie Parrott. And her special guest will be Kay Sanders. Ignite your money-making superpowers. Let's manifest now. And then Thursday, October 24th, is the Andre Bello Show, which is co-creating love. There will be open lines and topics, free mini-readings with... Andre and Claudia Barra, and that's going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern. And Sunday, October the 27th, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, is Mystical Connections with Claudia Ibarra. And she will be having her special guest, Carol Noonan, the Palladian Child. Then Monday, October 28th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific is Divine Guidance with Angel Shishi O'Donnell. And then next Tuesday, October 29th, you can join me back here at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. And we will be talking about We Are All Connected, We Are One, with my special guest, intuitive author and artist, Katie Tax. And correction on Sunday's show, it will be at 3 p.m. Eastern Time with Claudia Ibarra and Carol Noonan. And then I also wanted to mention, if you haven't visited our website, we're continually adding and updating the information at International Angels Network. So you can connect with all of our hosts there, see what's going on with the network. Um, If you want to connect with, with our host, you just do that by adding their name, internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash for me, Diane, D-I-A-N-N-E. And you can ask me any questions on the show's topic about how to get a hold of one of my guests, uh, about doing uh, angel guidance readings with me, or you can find out more about my other services. Uh, just drop me a note. You know, My mission is to create awareness and to be in service to help others to take back their power and to open their divine connection to achieve the life they deserve and desire. And I'd be honored to work with you, and thank you for the opportunity. So, Ms. Marilyn, would you like to remind our listeners how they can get in touch with you? Sure. Um, Just go to our website at outofbodytravel.org. If you go to Out of Body Books, um, you can download our books for free, but they're also available, you know, in um, Audible, Kindle, paperback, all of the usual. And... um, We also have a free course of study that a lot of people are finding really helpful in preparing them for out-of-body travel experiences. And, of course, um, my email is right on the site, marilynhughes at outofbodytravel.org, and we offer spiritual counseling so you can get one-on-one guidance. We've had a lot of success. People are having some deep experiences with God. 
Oh, yeah, there are so many, many millions of ma- in the masses that are I I've never liked the term awaken. I say that you're just becoming aware of your connection with God and with the spiritual yeah. realm. Yeah. And uh just to let our listeners know that the book link is provided on the show notes on the show description on Blog Talk Radio uh, or your favorite platform that you're listening to us to. So Again, our lines are open at 516-453-9162. Press 1 to get in the queue. So, Miss Marilyn, how does bridal mysticism relate to the out-of-body travel? Well, you know, the uh, bridal mysticism is kind of the heightened summit of um, where the soul is seeking to attain to through out-of-body experiences. So, you know, when you begin having the out-of-body travel experience, you're just beginning this grand purification journey, which, you know, in its ideal would um, be uh, moving towards this grand union with God. You know, Angelus Silesius um, is a bridal mystic and... um, let me just read a couple words that he says about it. Um, he was a pretty profound writer on the subject. He said, The nearest way to God leads through love's open door. The path of knowledge is too slow forevermore. Love maketh bold, and he who God the Lord will kiss with love alone should kneel before his throne of bliss. Child, be the bride of God, and be thou his alone. Thou shalt his sweetheart be, and he's thy lover grown. Will pregnant be of God, his spirit verily. Overshadow must my soul to quicken God in me. The angels are in bliss, but better is man's life, for no one of their kind can ever be God's wife. You ask what manhood is, tis plainly understood, for in a word it is the over-angelhood. God kisseth but himself. His spirit is his kiss. The son tis who is kissed. The father who did this thou wishest to behold. O bride, the bridegroom's face. Pass by God and all else, and thou wilt him embrace. The God-enraptured man. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's there's so many beautiful words from so many of these bridal mystics from throughout mm-hmm. the ages. Um, you know the the you've purification journey. <laughs> Excuse me, you've been studying this for how many years? Oh, forever. You know, like thirty four years. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness And you know you mentioned um, The Bridal Mysticism Is a part of the Overview series You want to tell our listeners About the Overview oh, series you know, what all The that Overview entails. series is really fun You know we have we have, a, we have quite a few series I believe we have 11 different um, Book series 
at the website because you know I've written a lot and one of them is the Voice of the Prophets which you mentioned earlier the Encyclopedia of Ancient Sacred Texts but the overview series is a special series of books which basically the intention was to give readers the opportunity to have an overview look at um what normally would be considered big religious subjects but in an overview fashion that would uh, simplify it you know mm-hmm. and so, um, so bridal mysticism yeah <laughs> so there's a lot of books in this series that I love you know this oh, bridal okay. mysticism is one of them but you know we have mm-hmm. one um on the oral transmissions of the 52 sotos and ancestors which is the transmission of the moment of enlightenment all the way back to Shakyamuni Buddha, Buddha through the Soto Zen line. Um, oh, and then you have things like the writers of the Philokalia, which are the uh, desert mm. uh, mystics from you know the early mm-hmm. church, and mm-hmm. um, they were the ascetic writers. You know these are the great fathers of the Eastern Church. You know, and um, one of my favorite, that's another one of my favorite things, you know, the Philoclea. Uh, you know, and that's a, uh, a, there's a lot of, it's a four-volume work in English, but there's more volumes that have yet to be translated. And this gives you an overview of some of the great writers in the Philoclea, you know, St. Maximus the Confessor. Um, you know, but these are the guys who literally, left everything in, you know, in the early, early centuries and li- mm-hmm. literally lived in caves and right. their as, lives as were communion they went underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they lived it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, were, they kind of, uh, <laughs> they kind of lived a lot like St. John the Baptist did. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they had profound, profound, you know, insights because of this, you know, uh, very solitary, and very ascetic life where they were in prayer all the time. And so they, right. they had profound mystical experiences and they share their, their amazing um, insights in the writings of the Philoclea. So that's another mm-hmm. one. Um, you know, I have a, I so there's have 11 books. Did you say you said 11 books in this overview series? Actually in the overview series, I think there are 14 books what I ha- uh, what I said was I think we have eleven series. Uh, eleven so, series, like, okay. Yeah, we have like the mysteries of the redemption series. We have the mystical captive series, the solitary series, uh, the mystic knowledge series, the overview series, the world religion series. There's a whole bunch of them, and the overview series is one of them. Um, and um, you know, angelology and demonology are among the overview mm-hmm. series as well. So those are two separate volumes where you can really go back into the theology um, as it's, you know, developed through the ages on angels and demons, which, you know, is fascinating mm-hmm. as well. And um, and then, of course, there's some uh, on uh, – I there's one volume which is specifically on the Marian apparitions. Uh, I think there's 33 apparitions that are covered in that book. That was – a great deal of fun for me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I like that one a lot. Uh, there's one on the heresies, uh, heresies in the early church, um, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, that's a fascinating subject. You know, in the early church, we yeah, within know, we, itself, it is. You're right. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's there was a lot of heresies. You know, somewhere between 
40 and 60 heresies. I think the book covers somewhere around 42 or 48 of them. And it gives you a general idea of the, the, uh, the minute differences that were going on that were causing all these different sects to erupt in the early church. Very interesting stuff to learn about what these early arguments on the, you know, the doctrines of the church and how that all got resolved. And um, also the uh, church councils. There's one on the general councils of the Catholic Church. There's 22 councils, and so it gives you an overview of what all of those councils covered and what they were for. Um, there's a whole bunch of Protestant reforms, yes, which a whole bunch. Takes you, yeah, <laughs> takes you through the little did you, you know it the, nine uh, <laughs> the mission you were going to receive, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always say you don't think God's got a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, if, you, if you're girl. willing, he'll keep you busy. That's for exactly. sure. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's answer a call. Are you ready? (laughs) Sure. Okay. We've got Maria from New York. Miss Maria, are you there? Yes. Yes. Hi, Maria. How are you? Good. How are you? I am blessed. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. How can we help you? Yes. I got a two little questions, if you don't mind, please. Uh, sure. A lady is supposed to give a job to my daughter. They're going to give a job, the lady to my daughter, or the guy is a two-person. It's a guy that pro- they promise a job to my daughter, a lady. <laughs> okay, so you're wanting to know, is the is the gentleman who promised the job, is he going to give the job to your daughter? Right, and another one. Well, intuitively, um, I'm feeling yes that it, it's going to happen, but I'm also feeling it's going to take some time. It's not going for to be guy? like an immediate. Yeah, for the guy, I think it's going to be within the next few weeks. Is what I'm feeling, sweetie. Yeah, but the little Marilyn, would you? Marilyn, would you have something that you'd like to? My feeling is is similar. I feel that there is some kind of obstacle there in the way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that would cause definite delays. Um, and um, there may, you know, there may be an obstacle that could could be. Um, it could change the could change the offer, um, but I'm not. I don't know, you know. So I would say, yeah, I feel the same thing. I feel an obstacle in the way that would definitely delay things, and possibly could change things a little bit. So Maria, were you letter- saying, were you saying, Maria, that your daughter received a letter? No, my daughter is supposed to get a job at the civil. They got to receive a job, a contract. They're supposed to get a contract to go some deposit of the money. Oh, for she's the job. supposed to get a contract, yes. Yeah. 
But it's I think leak. that we're we're uh, both agreeing that it's going to come about, but it's not going to be as quickly as perhaps uh, your daughter wants it or you're thinking that it is. Because I'm really feeling it's going to be like two to three weeks before you. Yeah, and it might it might change a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be exactly what she is expecting. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you. very much. Have a good evening, Thank Maria. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. Okay, Miss Marilyn, we have <laughs> oh, maybe five minutes or so. So why don't you tell us what was the most surprising thing you learned in writing the book, Bridal Mysticism? You know, I was really surprised to find, um, you know, that even in um, the mystery religions and going far, you know, going as far back in the mystery religions, like, for instance, um, there is mention of the mystical marriage of Venus and Neptune in the mystery mm-hmm. religions, that this idea mm-hmm. of bridal mysticism was manifest and was present even in that manner and in those ways um, because when I first um, came across it, I thought maybe it was more of a Christian phenomenon. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it really is interesting that it, um, it, it is found in every uh, religion. And, you know, we had covered quite a few of them, but, you know, as well, um, like in Islam, we didn't get to Islam, but it's actually portrayed in Islam in a different way. The union with God is expressed as the delectable delights of the greatest lover. You know, and you'll see this, um, like, in the Sufi writings, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, like here, this is, let's see who wrote this. This is from the secret rose garden of Sa- Saud Uddin Mahmoud Shabistari, one of my favorite writers of uh, Sufi Islam, Shabistari. Um, he wrote, The traveler on the path, tis he who knows from whence he cometh. Then doth he journey hastily, becoming as pure from self as fire from smoke. Unfolded to him are a series of revelations from the beginning till he is led away from darkness and sin. He now retraces stage by stage his steps till he reaches his goal, the perfect. Thus is the perfect man evolved from the time he first exists as inorganic matter, next a breath of spirit, and he is living, and from God draws his motive powers. Next the truth makes him lord of his will. And it goes on, um, talking Mm -hmm. about how uh, how he moves through the purification of his soul. And then near the end, he says, uh, he throws away his selfhood utterly and ascends in the steps of the most pure. You are plurality transformed into unity and unity passing into plurality. This mystery is understood when man leaves the part and merges in the whole. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. That is beautiful. And and again, showing this complete picture of how everything is connected. 
It can it, yes. It can be called so many different names, but yet, and some of those steps or some of the processes may be you know just a tad different, but that we're all yes. after the same thing. We're all after finding our connection to the higher power, to God, to Creator, to Source, whatever your chosen name for that higher power is. And that's just, right. it, it's beautiful. It, it's its like an education night because did I know it was called bridal mysticism? No, not at all. I just knew in my being that everything is connected. We all do the same thing. We're all looking for the same thing. We're all connected to the one. Mm-hmm. The one. And so, yeah, that is just beautiful. Just beautiful. You know, it's so, interesting as well. In uh, you know, in a more recent faith, the Baha'i faith, which you know was just founded in 1844, Baha'u'llah refers to the mystical union of the soul as the union with the heavenly cup. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, you know, uh, some some use a different a different you know image. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So what new projects? Uh, we're about out of time. What new projects are you working on, sweetie? Well, I just released The Christ of the Redemption, which is the second book in the Redemption series. The first book was The Limb of the Redemption, and um, those are both available now. And um, ironically, in The Christ of the Redemption, I really explore a lot uh, into Jacob Bohm as well as Dionysius, some of my favorites, you know, Dionysius was our first Catholic mystical theologian, you know, so we have some very interesting um, parallels to talk about and show through the mystical experiences that I myself have how they're, uh, what they're talking about, you know, in totally different time frames are all coming together into that one and bringing it all together. And we're all out of time tonight. So, <laughs> Marilyn, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Find Marilyn's works at outofbodytravel.org. Thank you again, and thank you all for being here. Thank you all for listening, and join me back here next week. Until then, I'm sending you blessings of love and healing light on Angel Week. Have a great week. Good night, and God bless. Good night, Marilyn. Good night. Thank you, Diane.